Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you. I hope you are well and not too bored. It's a tough time for all of us, so we're all in this together. And hopefully over the next week or so, but particularly today, Harness Racing can provide you with a chance to back a winner or some entertainment where we have two meetings in New South Wales today. One of them, very unusually, is the Menangle Saturday night feature meeting, which has been put back to tonight. John Dumasy, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, joins us. John, good morning. And the first question on punters' lips is, does tonight's Menangle meeting go ahead? Uh, yes, good morning, Michael, and good morning to everybody out there. Um, uh, yes, it does. And uh, it goes ahead because, may I be very clear, first and foremost, uh, precautions were taken. The right precautions were taken with regard to last Saturday. And most importantly, I would like to thank all our participants that um, mm-hmm. take up our messaging, immediately react to what the position is, comply with what we require, and everyone, 99%, I should say, of people, have gone. They've had their testing. They are they. Those who have done that are clear to race both this afternoon at Bankstown, uh, tonight at um, Menangle, and of course we have another meeting tomorrow, uh, which was covered under those um, requirements. So I like to thank all our participants for being so proactive or reactive in this situation. <clears throat> John, for those who don't know what caused this situation, we had. Uh, somebody on a racetrack uh, last week who has subsequently tested positive for COVID. Can you explain to us what happened there and what processes have been put in place since that incident that caused this meeting to be delayed and have now enabled it to be run? Well, well, that person who uh, I must compliment because they self-reported into Harness Racing New South Wales as a, as a contact to a person outside of Harness Racing New South Wales. So just to explain that to anyone that's listening, after that person, people become casual contacts until we we join the dots together and get some, uh, unfortunately, positive tests. Well, the the person who self-reported provided us with a negative test last Thursday. So that gives us some sort of relief, not absolute relief, but we take the precaution. Anyone that was in contact with them before that uh, we've asked to be tested. Um, that person, unfortunately, did test uh, positive uh, on Saturday. Um, so uh, another person on Friday, that person on Saturday. Um, we take we take no risk or minimise that risk to the absolute, and therefore we had to go ahead and postpone the meeting. So it's a postponement. It's not abandonment of the meeting because it's Harness Racing New South Wales and Club Menangle's position to provide that prize money to our participants in these challenging times. And um, as I say, it's great that, that the participants that were involved across the meeting at Menanga last Tuesday um, took the immediate action, um, jumped to what was required, were, were tested, and um, generally we've got all those results back. <coughs> um, there'll be some people that were delayed because they couldn't make the testing, or and that's all, or they made the decision that they wouldn't attend the, this meeting today, and they've got until tomorrow. So um, now I... Again, I say thank you, thank you to all our participants. And in particular, our staff here at Harness Racing New South Wales that worked right through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even as uh, right up until 9am to Mond- today, Monday, to clear those race meetings. So it's a, it's a team effort all round from Harness Racing uh, stakeholders.
So, John, just to clarify, does that mean every participant in the industry, trainer, driver or stable hand, who attends tonight's meeting will have had to return a negative COVID test in the last couple of days? Uh, yes, certainly by 9am this morning uh, and, and they have applied uh, applied to the situation and um, we have all those results now. So, John, are we relatively confident that, that inside the industry of the licensed people we know at the moment, we don't have too many, if any, COVID-positive tests of the licensed holders? Uh, we, we, we're confident with what we've been provided with, and that's all we can be confident with. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a task. It's a task, as I said, started last Thursday with uh, contact tracing, talking to the people uh, that were uh, uh, self-reporting, and working out where did they go, who did they meet with, and keep going it down. There were a number of people, um, certainly on on Thursday and Friday, that were contacted, and they were asked uh, specifically uh, to go and get the uh, test. Uh, they they jumped straight to it because it's 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 the industry, yes, but it's their own personal health, and it's the personal health of those people near to them that they've had contact with. So. Thankfully, those people we contacted on Thursday and Friday, uh, they returned um, negative tests pretty quickly thereafter. So um, everybody, we're all in this together, as you said, but we all must um, act with due diligence and respect for those people around us. And, and we, we've got, you know, uh, nobody should be looking at people and, and criticising people for what actions uh, or what has occurred because the original person self-reported. And that's not the first case that that's happened. We've had that in the country area on areas on two or three occasions where somebody's been a, a casual contact. They haven't been contacted by New South Wales Health because they've got a massive job to do, but they come straight to us and we undertake what's required. And these people voluntarily, um, although properly, um, stand themselves down until they get those clearances. So, um, uh, yes, we're all in it together as long as we're all approached in that manner. John, for the rest of New South Wales, do we see this being something which may be implemented to the other of the four regions, or is for now the requirement of a negative test before you go to the races just for the main Menangle, Bathurst, Penrith, uh, Sydney area? Well, it's only the Sydney area at the moment that every seven days you must submit a, a negative COVID test because COVID is so um, prevalent in, in Sydney, especially in the LGAs of concern where most of our well, participants are, where we race, uh, that's there. When we go out to the country areas, well, everybody's doing their best there. Dubbo is a hot spot. It's, a, it's a, certainly an area that we're very much concentrated on. We're putting measures there to protect the rest of the, uh, the region. And we'll continue those messages, uh, those those measures. We'll have an, uh, rapid antigen testing at um, meetings at Bathurst, if required, this Wednesday at Parks this Friday. Uh, and those people coming out of um, the Dubbo LGA will certainly have to provide <coughs> us with a uh, negative test taken within the three or four days before the meeting. And when they get to the track, they won't actually get to mix with the population because they'll have to undertake a uh, rapid antigen test. But that's only because Dubbo is recognised by New South Wales Health as a hotspot. John, we have the Breeders' Challenge eventually starting, and we're hoping eventually that's going to have its finals at Menangle. Does that put this in danger, the, the latest protocols and the only very small skier, but of course the ongoing situation in Sydney. 
Most certainly not. Um, out of everything, every negative, you've got to get the positive. The positive is is this shows us what we need to do and how we need to do it so that the participants are, are ready for whatever comes in front of them. But vaccination is extremely important. Now, we respect uh, a person's choices on vaccination, but then those people must respect the protocols we put in place certainly uh, to protect the industry at large. So vaccinations is very important. Uh, in New South Wales, the government's doing a marvellous job with getting that vaccination rate up because people wish to be vaccinated and are acting to it. And by mid-October, when the Breeders' Challenge commences, uh, the vaccination rate should be very, very high and hopefully we've got some freedoms back in New South Wales, in Sydney, uh, that we, we, you know, we, can, we can work with. It won't be like it was... Previously, it won't be a, an open gate, but um, certainly it'll be something we can work with. But before then, with the Inter-Dominion, now the Inter-Dominion nominations close on, on September 27. Anyone that wants to be in that Inter-Dominion had best nominate by that date. But we've got horses in these regional areas that we're looking at now. How do we get them into racing in um, competitive racing in the metropolitan area? That's a challenge for us because New South Wales health at the moment are very, very strict about um, horses in, or people rather, in and out of Greater Sydney. So we'll take those measures because we don't, we don't want this virus to be spread by harness racing into the regional and um, rural country areas of New South Wales. John, we're hearing from from airlines in particular, which is a big organisation that moves people, a big industry. We're hearing talk from hospitality that eventually they may say to people, you cannot work for us or you will not be welcome at our business unless you are double vaccinated. We're not at that stage yet, but we will be, um, we'll be heading to an area where New South Wales Health gives us guidance and where we can, um, we can do what is best for our industry at large and the wider community. Uh, we've, it's been, uh, been been a real trip, a real dramatic trip since March last year where we lost those meetings, we suspended those meetings. Uh, this is the first time that we've had a little bit of a problem, but we were very precautionary uh, and I'm very comfortable with the practices that we've put in place and we can learn from them and build on those as we go forward. But vaccination, extremely important. John, do we see the rest of the week in harness racing for New South Wales being altered in any way by what happened last week and the change of this meeting today? Uh, not at all. The only thing I will say that um, because the meeting was moved to tonight, the Metropolitan meeting, the, the nominations for next Saturday uh, have been extended out until Wednesday morning, and that's only to uh, assist trainers with seeing how their horses pull up. Uh, make sure that they're they're well enough to be renominated for the Saturday night meeting. But that's the only only little ripple effect that we have with what occurred um, with the postponement of that meeting last um, Saturday night. Well, John, some good news out of a bad situation, and it's great to hear that the the person who unwillingly but got in the centre of the situation self-reported the harness raising New South Wales. So, John, hopefully. Some good news coming up at some stage in higher vaccination rates, but we appreciate you explaining everything to us this morning and to your team and to Bruce's team out there at Menangle for keeping this meeting alive. It's a lot of money which could have been lost to the industry. And when you say a lot of money could have been lost to the industry, there's also the cost of what takes place. And, and you, you, you correctly identified Bruce and David at Menangle. 
straight away they were getting the, the cleaners in, the cleaners into Menangle um, to make sure that the meeting tonight, it's all deep cleans the, the stable area and anywhere else those petitions might have been. And to double, double sure, they will do it again tomorrow morning. So um, risk is removed as best we can and every precaution is taken. So well done, Club Menangle. Thank you, John. We're looking forward to trying to tip some winners here on On The Pace. That's John Dummersey, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, explaining why the main Saturday night meeting is going to be run tonight. Real bonus for Harness Racing fans. We have banks down today, then rolling into Menangle tonight, the Saturday state meeting heading to a Monday. That makes for a very busy day for this man, the leading driver in New South Wales. I'm sure he's still getting used to that title on the premiership, Cameron Hart. Good morning, Cameron. Thanks for joining us, mate. And uh, are you going to be driving at both meetings today? Hey, Mick. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, busy day coming up with uh, an angle being postponed today. So we'll uh, do the double header and hopefully try and get a couple of winners. Have you done that before? Have you driven at two race meetings in the same day before? Yeah, I've done it a few times before. So, um, you know, it makes for a busy day, but it's just all part of the job. And hopefully we can get a bit of luck uh, during the both meetings, yeah. Mate, I know the stakes aren't as big at Bankstown today, but for people in lockdown, we're always looking for a bet, so we'll get straight into it. You're driving in three races at Bankstown, so you don't have a ton of a super busy day, even though you have to be there all day. First of those drives is Pansia Seal, and the second on the card. Um, look, it looks the right type of race. There's basically no form in this race, race two, number five. Yeah, that's probably my best chance out of the three of them. <clears throat> he's, uh, he's down in grade, and you know a few of these are struggling to find form at the moment. His runs have been quite good, probably in a bit harder grade. So even though he's drawn five, he's probably the, the one to beat in that. But in the fifth on the car, which goes at 3.33, you drive one of three in the race for David White. It's uh, Clement Sorrell, who's had 266 starts in its career, Cam. So it was probably racing before you had any sort of license. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he certainly knows his way around the track, old Clement. He's uh, had plenty of starts, and you know he's probably down in grade a little bit in this race as well. But it's probably a bit of a tough draw over a mile. Um, he's probably going to have to rely on a little bit of tempo up front uh, in the early stages. But if there is a bit of speed on, he, he can definitely come over the top. I thought you driving the last uh, Christmas toy boy was up against it with the favourites drawn down low. Yeah, he's uh, probably going to have to find his best form to figure in this race. and you know, He's um, probably struggling for a little bit of form at the moment, but hopefully if we can track through a little bit, he might be hitting the line. But he's uh, definitely up against it with a few of the better chances drawn a little better. So, mate, just to wrap Banks down, race two, number five, uh, Pansy Steel would be your, your best of the day there? Yeah, he's definitely my best, and Clement Sorrell's probably a good each-way hope. Okay, get some food in the stomach and then get across town and get some, uh, some I presume, a change of colours. I presume you're not driving across town in your colours. and You're into the first of the card at Menangle, 6.40 tonight, Saturday night racing on a Monday night. You're driving Mighty Flying Art in the first. Pretty good last time from the same draw. Had the gate speed to hold up the trail. I thought this was quite a tricky race, Kim. I thought there was a, a little bit of depth here and it may not be a case of him just being a good thing from the ace. Yeah, it is a bit of a, a tricky race. He, um, you know, he, he can race on the front end or, or with the trail. He's probably in uh, previous starts been a little better off the, from, a, from a sit, but 
Um, you know, there's a few that are go forward horses, but there's a couple there that also like to hand up, so I don't want to be too far back. Um, you know, I'll probably just see what happens in the first couple of hundred metres. He's definitely got the speed to hold the front if I elect to do that. But, um, you know, it's probably a run of their major bob that's, uh, in my opinion, has been flying up in Newcastle. He's definitely rising in grade, but he's got that sort of nice cushy draw there, um, you know, not far from me that he's going to be hitting the line hard, so we can't be afforded to go you know, too quick early. So hopefully we can get, you know, a couple of easy sectionals. He's definitely going to be hard to, to uh, run down from there, but we'll just have to see what the tempo of the race is early. Mate, your driving one is a newcomer to the Jason Grimson stable and the second on the card. Inkspont Shannon has been doing a good job for the Bullock boys uh, at Bathurst. I would have thought if Jason can improve it a length or two, like he often does with horses, this is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I really like his chance of this horse. He's, um, you know, he's been in good form around the Bathurst area, and it's definitely a little bit of a step up in grey, but definitely a winnable race in saying that. So, you know, that good early pace that he's got out of the gate's really going to help in this race. I think, you know, he's definitely going to take a bit of catching if he can get to the fence. You're going to drive from New Zealand in the third on the card. Smooth debate, um, pretty decent form in New Zealand, but. I often find these New Zealand horses can take a run or two over the mile at Menangle to get their heads around things. Yeah, for sure. It can take them a little bit to get used to the track. And, you know, they tend to race over a bit longer distances at New Zealand. So sometimes they're not quite as sharp. But um, I was lucky enough to have a, a drive on her in track work about a week ago. And she felt nice and sharp. And um, she looks like she's got a fair bit of gate speed from a New Zealand run. So... I don't think it's an overly quick, uh, you know, front line here at Menangle uh, tonight. So hopefully she can do her best to hold up and take a bit of running down. But a horse who's been one of the lower grade stars in Menangle in New South Wales in the last couple of weeks has been Cloud Nine. He starts in the fourth on the card today, race four, number six. He's just flying. Yeah, he's a really quality horse, Mick. He's... Um, you know, he's been really impressive since he's joined uh, Jace's camp, and you know I think he's going to be hard a bit to beat again. He he rises in a little bit of distance, but I don't think that'll worry him too much. He's um, he's a very versatile horse. He's got good speed, but he can also do it tough. So he's definitely a horse that's probably going to progress into a bit better races uh, leading into you know the Dominion campaign and, and um, you know all those bigger races coming up. Been a long valley as you're driving the fifth on the card. Yeah, he's um, similar to that horse. He's back to the 2300 and he uh, normally races pretty well over that distance. So he's definitely an each way hope. Majestic Cruiser has been massive in his last two coming from back in the field to win. It's in the Kevin Newman free for all tonight. The group three gets barrier three, is the favourite. What do you make of its chances? Because the last couple of runs suggest it parked off a good speed is how it's best suited. But from barrier three, most punters want to see you go forward. What sort of horse is Majestic Cruiser? Yeah, he's been really good, um, you know, off the pace. He's sort of had to have been driven that way from the draws he's, he's um, copped in the last couple of starts. And he's come up with a better barrier. But I guess, you know, he's been fine with that sort of one last run, um, Adam. So. I guess hopefully we can just maybe settle a little bit closer than what he has been in the running line. We've got to be a little bit positive early out of the gate just so we don't end up too far back. But if he can posse up hand, he's definitely going to be um, steaming home. 
Mate, a lot of people are talking about you as the, the premiership leader for New South Wales and what could be possible. And, and at such a young age, having this title as maybe something you could win, is it something which is playing on your mind? Do you think about it much? Or on a day like today, are you too busy? You just go to the races and do your job. Yeah, I try not to sort of worry about that stuff too much. I, you know, I just take it race by race and, you know, I need to be switched on and doing my best for the horse, um, you know, in the race that I'm driving. And I think all that other stuff probably becomes a bit of a distraction if you're, you're worrying about it too much. So I sort of like to go in with the attitude. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, you know, it'd be a great, uh, definitely a great feat to, to be able to do that at such a young age. But, yeah, just sort of, try not to um, think about it too much and just get the job done. Ken, for the last couple of months, you haven't had to race the Kingdom at Angle, Luke McCarthy, very much. He's been up in Queensland, so he's been out of the seat. Is it, a, is it always a bit harder out there when the boss is back in town? I see he's got a decent book there tonight, Luke, so um, you're going to have uh, the number one guy around you for the next couple of months heading forward, so does that make things tougher? Yeah, it definitely does. He's um, such a quality driver and, you know, probably, you know, the best in Australia, really, in my opinion. So that's definitely um, makes it tough. But, you know, it's also helped me along my career being able to drive against, you know, drivers like Luke. So, um, yeah, it makes it tough, but it's also a good thing. and sort of have to raise my level of driving a little bit as well, I guess. Cam, for the Sky Sport Radio listeners, what's your best chance? Because everybody wants to have a bet because they're bored, because, as you know, they're in lockdown. What's your best chance of driving a winner at either venue today? Yeah, I think um, I really like my chances tonight. Um, thanks, Spot Shannon. I really really like his chances. Uh, I think he's going to put in a good first-up run for the new camp, and he's probably one of my best hopes, along with Cloud9. He's obviously a quality horse, and still in a reasonably low grade, so they're probably my two best. Mate, well done so far on an amazing harness racing year. Um, Safe travels today and good luck, mate. Thanks, Mick. It's Cameron Hart who's doing super things in harness racing and has a chance to win the premiership for New South Wales this season. A man who's won all sorts of premierships, hasn't spent much time at Menangle recently. He's back there tonight. Luke McCarthy, welcome back to the show, brother. Oh, no, he's just about there. Actually, he's he's coming all the way back from Queensland. Here he is. Beautiful, we got him. Hey, Luke, welcome back to the show, mate. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Just hearing from Cam Hart there, Luke, um, you would have been watching Cam's progress. He's um, he's one of those young guys who really gets it. You can see him sitting in the car, and you know he's got the talent. Yeah, for sure. Cam's a natural. He's, he's been good right from the start, and you know, he, he definitely pulled the right rein um, moving to Sydney, and you know, now he's established himself as one of the top drivers in the metropolitan area. Talk about people who are naturals. Your brothers are naturals, Andrew and Todd. Over the weekend, another proud moment for the family, mate. Todd winning the Canadian Pacing Derby, which a lot of people who haven't been to North America would know, but it's one of the biggest races in North America. And Toddy took it out over the weekend to, to cap what's been a pretty remarkable first year for him in the U.S., Oh, for sure, Mick. He's um, you know, just sort of right about this time as when he went over last year, and uh, you know, he um, toughed it out sort of through the through the winter at the Meadowlands, and just stayed there while a lot of them other boys were at the big races travelling. And you know, twelve months on now, he's one of them guys, you know, getting to drive all the good horses in in the big races, and it would have been a yeah huge thrill for him 
to win that big race on Saturday night. Mate, you've been up in Queensland with with your wife Belinda and, and the kids, I presume, <laughs> um, enjoying the carnival up there, and obviously had no particular reason to, to rush back. But I suppose even with all the the lockdown and all the difficulties in New South Wales, you had to come home to start getting into the better horses and starting to plan those campaigns for the good horses. Yeah, we always plan on just having a week or so after the carnival, Mick, and yeah, just give it all the good horses well, a week or two off up there and um, just end up staying a couple extra weeks. And But look, we're, we're back home now and um, really looking forward to getting all the team wound up for all the good races. Mate, where are the stable stars headed by King of Swing? Are they all having a sort of late winter break before they start aiming for campaigns like the Inter Dominions, or, or does King of Swing actually go to Victoria for the Victoria Cup? Uh, no, they're all they're all back in work, Mick, and um, they're sort of getting cranked up for October, and you know, sort of wanting to have them back in full swing by then, and you know, lead into all the good races and. Uh, at this stage, King's Swing's been set for the Victorian Cup and, you know, most likely will head that way. Um, probably the decision wouldn't be made to a little bit closer, but he's certainly on track to go there and Ego will be probably a week behind him. He's getting set for the Len Smith Mile and then a few of the other ones are all just working back up. Mate, you and Belinda unleashed a, a young trotter, a US bred trotter called Aldebaran Ravali over the last couple of weeks at Menanka. Well, the way it won last Tuesday, it looks like an open class horse. Yeah, well, she sort of, she just keeps getting the job done and, and and just looks good with it. And, you know, she seems like she's got a big motor and she's really well-bred, obviously. You know, Duncan had sort of purchased her for her breeding to bring her out here and, and hope that she'd do a job on the track first. And that's why she come to Sydney because predominantly the mole mobile mile racing they thought would suit her best and yeah she's going really good and bearing in mind she's only three and a half really because she's American time so you'd think she's you know, she should just continue to improve Let's talk about tonight Luke, um, you've got a mixed bag of drives, some are favoured, some are not I thought a horse which could be a sneaky for you is in the first on the card Always Rocking has been there about, there looks to be lots of speed inside you and I thought Maybe a race where just sitting off the speed, he might have an each way hope. Yeah, perhaps Mickey. He, he probably his best races are run when he's on the fence. Um, always rocking, but yeah, if we can get work him into a handy position, I'm sure he'll go okay. Ranger Bomb is back from Queensland in the second on the card. He should be pretty good, Mickey. I think the small field will help him, and um, you know, I can just drive him with a sit, and hopefully, he won't be settled too far back. Okay, looking forward to the later in the program. For the free for all, uh, the main race of the night, the Kevin Newman. You and Belinda have Let's Catch Me If You Can, and you also have Bright Energy and, and Zaven Banner. Now, you're driving Let's Catch Me If You Can. Does that suggest it's the best chance, or do people have horses they stick with under different circumstances? Well, I thought he was the best chance, Nick. He, um, he tried super last week, run a really good last half, and I've always liked this horse. He, he won an MO series going back in 150 and you know, he's run some really good sectionals and he looks like he's sort of worked back to his best form. So hopefully he's a really good chance from draw. What about Bright Energy? Luke, we know Bright Energy has the gate speed to go forward. Drawn slightly wide and there's quite a few horses between him and the fence. What sort of chance would he be tonight? 
Well, he, he raced pretty good in Queensland, Nick, and he had a bit of a break and he had a trial last week. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll run well and um, whatever he does tonight, the run will do him good. Mate, the race before the freeze rules, the fifth on the card, you guys have battle born. Drawn a tough marble, but it doesn't look a super strong field. What do we expect from battle born, the fifth on the card? Not real sure, Mick. I haven't driven him um, at the races yet or anything. So he's, he's been, to his defence, he's been stuck in that 95 division, which is a lot harder than the races in tonight. So it's definitely the easiest race he's been in since he's been to Sydney. Mate, people looking at the seventh on the card who, who don't back on all the harness racing would look at Taruna Bromek and go, OK, Luke McCarthy's driving for Mumsy and R.L. McCarthy, but Marfuta Vorton is the stable rep for Belinda. So can you explain to people how that comes about? Well, Jack Callaghan's lovely girlfriend um, owns Marfuta Vorton, so he has to drive that one all the time. Um, Stephanie, or he'll get in a lot of trouble. So Jack always drives Marfuta, and I think he should go pretty good for Jack. What do you make of a third of Orton tonight? Because it looks like it's it's back in a grade it can win. With the scratching of Escalera, it um it definitely gives him a really good chance. He probably Escalera looked hard to beat, but um he's definitely a winning chance in that race. Mate, after having a bit of a break in Queensland, how have you come back to to Menangle? Are you, I know it's a difficult time for everybody, but. Are you feeling a bit refreshed and, and, and keen to tackle what's going to be not only a challenging couple of months, Luke, but of course a couple of months that's going to end with an inter-dominion on your home track. So are you are you ready for what lies ahead? Yeah, we um, hope so, Nick, and think so. It's been nice to have a break, but it's yeah, really good to be back in Sydney and yeah, really keen to get back into some consistent racing. Mate, what's your best chance of getting a winner tonight at Menangle? Um, I thought Let's Catch Me Fit then was my best ride. Mate, great to have you back. Say hello to Belinda. Glad you guys got a chance to have at least a week or two off. And yeah, we're looking forward to some of these great battles coming up in Menangle, but also a rare Monday night meeting there tonight, mate. Too easy. Thanks, Mick. It's Luke McCarthy, the king of Menangle back in town. His best, if you are just joining us, race six, number two. Let's catch me if you can. He goes up against the young gun tonight in Cam Hart. Cameron's best, race two, number six, Ink Spot Shannon. And race four, number six, Cloud Nine. Bankstown races this afternoon. Then we head into Menangle tonight. The meeting delayed because of COVID protocols and concerns from Saturday. And then the place will have a deep clean and we'll be back at Menangle tomorrow for the regular Tuesday meeting with Leeton also racing tomorrow night. So well done to the team at Menangle, to Bruce Christensen and David Watson for making this possible along with Harness Racing New South Wales. Odds for those two meetings today are on tab.com.au if you're having a bet. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you for listening to On The Pace. We'll be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.